Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board. Are you okay, buddy? I'm laughing. George McGovern, 1972. Yes, a staunch Democratic supporter. Ben Reikley is our co-host today, but he evolved over the years, and guess what? He realized that conservatism is the way to go. It prevents you from using common sense and thinking about things all the way through. No, just kidding. Uh, I will say this. The folks that have gotten to experience the uh, youthfulness of maybe liberalism and have been able to mature through their years and then get into hopefully then the wisdom of conservatism or as somebody once told me and they were paraphrasing somebody else uh, if you're young and you're not a bit liberal you probably don't have a heart when you get older and you're somewhat not conservative you would question your brain power. So again, uh, <laughs> so you're heartless or brain. <laughs> so we can we can live within those spectrums, and I think uh, funny. people's experiences as just take your own and and so the listeners out there, and it moves you through. And believe me, there's been some people that have uh, have uh, been on all sides of issues, and that doesn't mean you're wrong or right, uh, or conservative or liberal. But uh, again, what's what? How does it affect you? Your intermediate, your your family, your intermediate needs and uh and again how you move through life very interesting though and people can tell some great stories and also mark i'll put this out because your parents served those who served in war or had some other scenarios that affect them in a major way i mean we just uh looked at the pearl harbor uh celebrated what about them the university of pearl well look how that affected their lives and very interesting to, to talk to a lot of folks who say, you know, my father, my mother was in World War II, my aunt, and they just came home and they really didn't talk about it until some of the ones were on their deathbeds or are getting older. A very interesting article uh, by, um, I think, your buddy Joe Diblin. Mm, who puts yes. in some great history. So <laughs> He's lucky to be alive. I'm gathering that from reading the column well, 20 times over. And you want to talk about history? It, on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor <laughs> Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. It's our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Uh, uh, we did get a uh, email from Congressman uh, Fred Keller in response to the governor's uh, restrictions. And let's see, here's what he 
says. If I can move this over. There we go. Uh, this is Congressman Keller uh, talking. He says, quote, since the start of the pandemic, small businesses and workers across Pennsylvania have suffered due to Governor Tom Wolf's chronic mismanagement and heavy-handed shutdown mandates. Now, two weeks before Christmas, the governor is once again taking unilateral action that will further devastate our economy and threaten the livelihoods of countless Pennsylvanians simply trying to earn a living. To put it plainly, shutdowns do not work. As with this previous order, the governor's latest shutdown will advantage big box stores, destroy countless small businesses and restaurants, and cause more harm than it solved. Uh, today's announcement shows a stunning lack of confidence in the people of Pennsylvania who've been living and learning through this pandemic for nearly a year. Pennsylvanians are smart, hardworking people capable of following common sense guidance from health care professionals. The last thing Pennsylvania needs are more mandates and a one-size-fits-all shutdown. Now, that is Congressman Keller. Now, we are off his list. Uh, we're dead to him, so he will not call us, but he did send out that to the newsroom, so we appreciate uh, that. Uh, let's see. Uh, first caller of the morning, Jordy, is on the line. According to um, the, re the analysis uh, from Ben, this would be an individual who's brainless. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't hear that, but um, no, I'm sure some people in my family would agree. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's not quite that, Jory. It's the evolution of, of time, and that goes along with life's lessons. Well, y you know, uh, I still get called young man in some rooms, so oh, I don't know if bad. you mean individual time passing. Um, but uh, at 48, that cracks me up. But anyway, uh, you oh, know. you're um, just a pup I'm, at I'm 48. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Did go ahead, ben? Jordy. Yep. No, no, I was going to say, uh, you're just a pup at 48. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, I mean, just a small thing, you know, when Re Representative Keller says people's livelihoods are being put at risk, I mean, the other side of that equation is people's lives are being put at risk. So, you know, I think it's pretty clear you can't really have a healthy economy until you have healthy people, and trying to do both at the same time um, is, is what put us in this mess, and it's much worse than it needed to be and it never needed to be politicized um and uh that's the tragedy of it but what i really wanted to call about <clears throat> sorry was you know again about representative keller this lawsuit from texas um is just a stunning stunning example of trying to undermine like this phrase the rule of law um you know we use it a lot and, and i actually don't think it means that we all agree that all laws have to be followed all the time because sometimes there are not good laws and we know that Part of it is about understanding that we have a whole uh, legal system and we're better off um, in a space where we, where we uphold the legal institutions um, and, and sort of the spirit of, of that, you know, that it's better to have political disputes solved through, through our process and through mutual trust in our system. And, you know, we all, all of us over a certain age lived through this in 2000, you know, Al Gore, pursued all kinds of legal challenges to a much, 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 much closer election than this one was. One state um, was, was hanging the balance. And when we got to roughly this time uh, and it was past certification and the, and the case came down from the Supreme Court, um, he, he stepped aside. And if you go back and look at January 20, 2001, he was the president of the Senate as the vice president, and he ruled out uh, a Democratic politician who was trying to um, you know, um, say that the certified electors shouldn't shouldn't be seated. You know, he overruled his own party member and his own election because that was a moment of political 
doing his political duty in that moment. And Fred Keller and these other 105 representatives are exactly the opposite. They are getting so close to sedition. They are saying that they want the Supreme Court. They think the remedy to this non-problem is to literally throw out the votes of millions and millions of people. And it's not just politically, uh, it's not just a political stunt. It is approaching the point at which it will permanently damage our ability to have a functioning democracy. And he should be ashamed. Well, I would ask you this, Jordy, when you say which laws you pick and choose to enforce, that's a that's a pretty broad statement. Meaning I didn't to... say I didn't say that. I said there are laws we all know aren't good, okay. and then we have means to protest and advocate to change exactly. those laws. Exactly. So which so laws please don't do you put enforce? words in my mouth. No, which laws do you enforce then? And I would go back and question. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I said there are laws that we, the people, know aren't good, and then we work through the system to change. Well, which laws do don't you don't put pick? words in my mouth? Okay, which laws do you pick and choose to enforce? Which which laws do you want? Stop enforced saying or not? enforce. Enforce is what the government does. Okay, I'm well, about the well are you tell me when there is a law in the books, the government does not enforce those laws or should not enforce those laws. Ben, are you are you being dense or or mean to me? I'm talking about the people protesting a law that is wrong, not what the government should okay, so protesting. I can see that you're setting up a rhetorical trap to try and trap me. So no, why don't you I'm not, I'm not the setting you up. I'm just asking you that. Also, too, within the scenario of. Uh, Election history, you can go back to Hey, Ben, Ben, just answer the question. Is Fred Keller in the right? Well, going back to history, you look at what Richard Nixon did. If Al Gore was such a patriot, then Richard Nixon is a patriot. And I think these congressmen, whichever side they're on, I think uh, also, too, Joe Biden and his uh, future administration, if he is president, should look at saying, hey, we want to get everything out in the open. I know I'm being rude. If he is president, you yourself are participating in a collective conspiracy to say that our system is broken. And if Fred Keller is so sure that the system is broken, that he's going to Supreme Court, his own election got him in office. It is intellectually vacuous for him to say this election was so flawed that we need the, the judiciary to overturn the election when it's what put him in office. It's what put him in office, the same election. Well, you look and, at when what... you say, and when you say if Biden is the next president, you are participating in destroying democracy. No. And I try and avoid personal attacks and hyperbole, but these are the you states. Don't seem to be really you might as well go back to Fort Sumter and start talking about secession, because you're talking about the end of our constitutional democracy. Okay. What is this if? What is this if? If, if? if the Electoral College goes through and Joe Biden is sworn in as president, then we will see what the scenario was to make him that 46th president. If not, we'll go through the process, which Al Gore tried to go through, which in the past people have questioned, and everything should be out in the open. If not one of these candidates, President Trump or Vice President Biden, should have anything to hide. Everything should be out in the open, and the people who voted should see everything. What are you talking about? Stop watching uh, OAN and and reading Q stuff. What's not in the open? You're the one who said personal attacks. You, you seem not to be very good at not doing what you say you wish you couldn't yeah, do. Yeah, you're right. I'm being a hypocrite right now because you are an existential threat to democracy. Okay. All right, Jordy, we got to take another call. But thank you so much Boy, for listening. Yeah. Thanks yep. for calling in. I really appreciate yep. it. Thanks for getting us started. Interesting. All right.
1-800-795-9565. Right now we've got three open lines, so we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, Congressman Keller and Congressman Muser signed on to this uh, GOP last-ditch effort to uh, endorse an appeal filed to the U.S. Supreme mm. Court, so, uh, or a lawsuit. So, uh, yeah, you take it as you will. Unfortunately, Congressman Keller won't contact us personally, but we did get a news release. We read his remarks uh, about the shutdown. We haven't heard anything about this sign-on thing from him in general, but uh, perhaps we will as time goes on. All right, uh, Stan, thank you so much for waiting. You are on the mark. I know you you have no fodder with which to address <laughs> the topics today after the previous call. Uh, Jordy was good for a good chuckle this morning to start off the day. But anyways, uh, you sent me that text this morning about the – I sent a question in about, you know, where's the biohazard bins for these masks that everybody's wearing? And you were going to ask uh, Miss Hawker from Evan about that. You sent me a thing that you got sort of an answer. Well, but the is... text, the text, text stopped at that point. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> you're yeah, talking about how that? effective the masks are. All right. Well, what is your que- reiterate the question and then? Uh... All right. Okay. We everybody is to wear a mask. Okay, whether it's one of the disposable ones that you buy or a cloth mm. mask. So the disposable ones you have to dispose of somewhere. Considering that this is the most dangerous virus we've ever seen in the, in human history, where's the biohazard bins to dump them in so that other people don't get infected by coming, possibly coming in contact with them? All right, and here's what Evangelical Community Hospital says in response to that. Uh, let's see. At Evangelical Community Hospital, we responsibly remove medical materials. That includes all personal protective equipment related to COVID-19 care. These materials go through the normal procedures the hospital uses to dispose of medical waste in a safe manner separate from non-medical waste. Okay, so you didn't get the whole... uh, Okay, all right. I I got that part. Hospitals do that in all hospitals. Mm -hmm. Anything and anybody wears, patients or whatever, if it's disposable, it goes in a biohazard bag. I'm talking about the general population. Well, well, you understand, Stan, where that goes. It goes in the trash can. And also, too, people have wore masks because I've, I've had a couple of people, I looked at them and said, how long you've had that mask? Well, about a month now. Well, <laughs> you might want to change to one. But no, it, it is, um, it's a situation that uh, you bring up the subject, and I bet you a lot of people are now going, oh, boy, I guess i got to change my mask every now and then. Also, too, you know, the stereo where people cough, you know, and they have a mask on, what happens there? But, but, but again, your point's right. It, it is a biohazard if, 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 uh, if we're following all the uh, rules and regulations. They should, be, uh, they should be put in a bin that is right. uh, away that, from the they, public. And they should be everywhere. Because, you know, I take them home and throw them in the trash and at, at the house, and the garbage man picks it up and takes it. So, you know, that puts him at risk, doesn't it? That's what we're being told. Anything that comes in contact, the possibility that I could have COVID, spreading it around, somebody else could become in contact with it and get infected. That's what we're being told. That's what science is telling us. At least that's what we've been hearing all along. I mean, we're shutting down all the restaurants and stuff in, in-house eating, and, you know, and they say outside eating's okay, but... It's December, so I'm not thinking much of that's going to go on. So basically, restaurants are shut down except for takeout. Well, I'm sorry. When I go to the restaurant, I like to eat in a restaurant. That's why I go to the restaurants. I don't get takeout. It's very rare. I don't even go to McDonald's to go through the drive-thru very often because I hate eating in the car. Well, I would ask this, Dan, and to the people out there, if you think of get get down and and that's why the inconsistencies of this and i think 
all folks are trying to adjust to this, whatever political color you might be or whatever you know your professionism might be if you're a stay-at-home uh you know parents trying to, to to tutor your children through this stuff but my point being it seems like folks who have tr- done everything have locked themselves in have had people bring groceries have not gotten out and they still get this people who have done nothing and haven't gotten it and then somebody in between that have tried to go both sides and be diligent and they still get it or some people don't get it or a husband gets it and his wife never gets it or vice versa so i mean at some point do we look at this and say you know we just have to try to be as diligent as possible but until the vaccine comes where are we at here and do we shut everything down or do we try to compromise and, and keep limp along here till we can get vaccinated? Well, and you know, as far as the shutting down, you know, they're they're going to put multiple restaurants, many, out of business. I mean, this this is going to be the last straw for most for a lot of them. Well, the you non, know, three weeks, the, the especially over the Christmas season, when a lot of them make a lot of their money, you know, with parties and whatever, they're pretty. I'd say they're pretty much done. That's just my way of thinking. You know, now the smaller businesses, you know, the shops and stuff that don't sell food, they're still, according to the what I saw, can be open at 50% occupancy capacity, according to yep, the certi- you know, their occupancy yep. cert- certificate. Mm-hmm. So they could still operate. You know, it depends on the store. That might not be an issue. That might be, you know, they're just normal operating. But don't we but, look at this way, Stan? Don't we look at if we say you can eat indoor or outdoor? Okay, you can't eat indoor now. But if you eat outdoor okay the weather but aren't we looking at the congregation of people so if you're yeah. sitting there eating you're with people so don't don't we want to disperse that <laughs> i mean so so at, some, at, at some point i i don't you know is, is there ever an answer is there is no there, is there, there is ever an that's answer? the problem except we're being the, i think we're being a fed a, a line of bs that uh you know there's too many inconsistencies and we keep they keep changing their mind on what is and what isn't good and so that's what that's what gets people's you know ire up about what's going on. Yeah, they get fed up with it. What's the big change of the mind that has happened? What do you mean? In what way have they changed their mind? Well, they're constantly tells first it's no mask, then masks don't help, then masks help, then where you know we're going to 15 days to this you know to slow the spread or whatever it was, and we're into what nine months now. So which is it? Well, you know, at, they can't make up their mind. Well, look at this way. A couple of weeks ago when Governor Wolf declared his emergency powers for another 90 more days, you know, something was coming. You know, he, right. he, he just didn't do that for uh, giggles. Well, he would need to do it just for the regular restrictions that we had up to now. Well, All right, Stan, we got to move on. We'll give you the last word. All right. You... Have a good day. Hey, you too, buddy. Thanks for calling. Yep, thank you thanks. so much. Yep, right, that's all a right. good uh, last thing. Have a good day. So well, like everybody that. should have a good day. <laughs> uh, we agree. All right, Mike, stand by. we got a caller ready to go. and we got a ton of texts and uh, uh, no emails pending right now that were sent in in a conventional fashion. Uh, we do have a statement from Kendra Auker.
Walker, president and CEO of uh, Evangelical Hospital, about the governor's restrictions, so we can read some of that on the air as time permits. One of our listeners did send a short text. We have time for that. <laughs> After we sent out the news uh, alert that the governor was Im- imposing some additional restrictions, trying desperately to save lives in Pennsylvania, one of our good listeners says, open, I, I deleted it. Where in the brain? Where's my brain? Uh, it said, Comrade the Job Killer Wolf. Comrade Wolf the Job Killer. Okay, you, uh, so, all right, we'll be right back. Russian vodka. We'll be back. This year, don't just cope with winter. Command it. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia has the deals on the new lineup of cars and SUVs built to help you take on winter during Kia's holiday sales event. Sunbury Motors Kia has the 2021 Kia Sportage with rebates and discounts up to $45.58 off. And there's $29 in stock. There's $13 of the 2021 Kia Forte available. The Forte gets 41 MPG and starts at $18,497. Plus, SMC has the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Sorento arriving weekly. $14 or do this month and next. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Restrictions apply. Financing through KMF. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See dealer for details or go to Kia.com. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mic. Mike, you are the most patient man in the world. I appreciate that. Thanks for waiting. You are on the mark. Yeah, well, my family doesn't think so, but thanks anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Keller Keller said that that the uh, governor doing this is doing it because he doesn't trust the the people to do the right thing. The uh, surge map, the spike chart for the state of Pennsylvania... Looks like the the Matterhorn, Matterhorn jumped on on top of the chart. <laughs> I mean, it's just zooming out of control. Twelve thousand new cases in one day. That tells me that the people really aren't doing the right thing very well, doesn't it? That is exactly what it says. Most people aren't wearing masks. Well, it seems to me, yeah. I mean, you know, and it was the president himself who, who threw the responsibility for handling the coronavirus onto the governors of the states, and they're doing what the best they can to try to. Keep things uh, under control. I, I mean, if the they can. Yeah, I mean, you know, they gave. They, I thought the governor gave people a, a long time to try to do the right thing here, but they they I, they won't. They don't. They're not wearing masks. They're not doing the right thing. Obviously. So what, what is he supposed to do? Well, I, I think the I think the the president. The governor's asked the president for the rights to implement strategies. No, within that's it. not true. Yes, it is. He said, "What do he say?" He said, "We're not." Uh, what do he say? We're not store clerks. Or well, Mike, that is exactly distribution centers. That what is he exactly say? true, Mike. I'm sorry. Let the governors take care of the, it. No, the governor's asked to have that. Now, the governor's asked for. Uh, that's not what I remember. Well, then sorry. go back. The governor's asked for items and needs. Governor of New York asked for more ventilators. He asked for fifty thousand. Yeah, from. Only, from he, the federal, the he only needed federal 7, government. Uh, they sent ships to New York and, and Los Angeles to California. Uh, so, I mean, okay. the governor's asked right. to be in control. All right. But does that, that translate into the people of Pennsylvania are doing the right thing? 
That's the no. point of my call here. Well, where, where, where is the surges? Is it geographical? Is it proportionate in every county? Uh, do you shut down certain parts, certain regions, or do you broad brush 67 counties? Uh, he, he had been doing it very surgically for a very long time, and, and people don't respond. I don't, I don't understand what the governor is supposed to do. I think he did it I mean, surgically the first three listen, weeks. I mean, I remember during... Does anybody remember during the, the HIV epidemic that if you passed the HIV on to somebody, that was actually, at, for a while and at the time, a criminal offense. Does anybody recall that? Are you talking about the I, early 80s? If you deliberately pass on HIV, if you know you're HIV positive and you right, uh, right. deliberately pass it on to somebody else, uh, I vaguely remember that that's uh, a, a yeah, knowable offense. and there's a bit of an analogy here because you have to assume that everybody has it on account of the, the uh, two-week incubation period, the non-symptomatic, asymptomatic, pre-symptomatic people walking around. There's no way to know who has it and who doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Well, the incubation... That's why, that's, why we're trying, that's why they're trying to get us to do the right thing, on, just on account of that uh, aforementioned scenario. But isn't the, isn't the scenarios now questioning the mask scenario compared to the distancing? Doesn't the distancing seem to be what is helpful if you're not near anybody? Well, yeah, that would definitely be true if if you didn't have to go near anybody, but it's kind of impractical. No. Can't do it at the grocery store. Can't do it at work. You have to be... Well, you can't... I I go to a grocery store at home that has a 7 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock in the morning opening session for the the elderly. When I go to the grocery store, that's what I do, and there's very few people there, and everybody's very respectful has their mask on and then maintains a really good distance so you can't go to the grocery store without being too close to people if you do it properly well mike what what would you say in my experience anyway what what would you say as governor what 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 do you think as as governor wolf's how has he addressed this and the pros and the cons is there something that sticks out that he they he did very well or is there something that doesn't well I think he's done most of it really well. If it was me, I think I'd have been a lot more strict. Um, I know that I, I wouldn't. I don't want to shock you too much, but I don't. I, I think people are going out of their way to ignore the rules and regulations and and causing these kinds of things to happen themselves. Personally, we need to go to Green County, Forest County, and Somerset County, where they have uh, very low numbers of uh, or Cameron County, yeah, not Somerset. Well, we got to go. I know, but oh, <laughs> they can't hold off. Uh, uh, thank you. Oh. Thank you. Mike. Right. It's exasperating. Whatever. No argument there. All right. Uh, you're listening to On the Mark. We'll have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. 
Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. I should be packing. I'm sitting across from an existential threat to democracy. So we invite you to call in and try to set them straight. Is that from King George? Get that youthful Republican zeal turned around. King, I'm standing with Thomas Jefferson and the rest of the Ben Franklin and the rest of the group who are an existential threat to the kingdom. Oh, I see. Okay, I wonder where you were headed here. Okay, yes, uh, that is a good point. Yes, uh, being a rebel with a cause is uh, certainly noteworthy. All right, so welcome on board. Ben Reikley is our co-host. You're the star of the show. You're welcome to call us at any time. We have open phones right now. 1-800-795-9565. We've got a slew of texts. We're being terrible about reading the text, so I promise we we'll address some of those uh, coming up. Yeah, I think there's like 20 or so. So we'll get to those ASAP. Uh, I'm not going to give you the text number because obviously some of our good <laughs> listeners have it, so we don't want to add to the queue. They are, you, the, they are the same group. <laughs> you can do as no one has done, strangely enough, and that's email us at on the mark at WDKOK.com, and uh, you can call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565 on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Question. Where, uh, where are you... Where you, we were getting into some headlines. So after mm-hmm. that, the question would be, where are you seeing the scenario of COVID? Oh, okay. We'll talk about that momentarily. A Republican congressional ally of President Trump has solicited more than 100 of his fellow GOP congressmen and women, including U.S. Congressman Dan Muser of the 9th District in our region and U.S. Congressman Fred Keller of the 12th District in our region. They are all now signed on with a brief sent to the U.S. Supreme Court in support of the long-shot lawsuit filed by the Texas Attorney General seeking to delay certification of President presidential electors. Congressman Mike Johnson, a Republican from Louisiana, circulated an email obtained by CBS News from his personal account to GOP members Wednesday, which is wholly appropriate, right? This is a political endeavor, not necessarily Mm -hmm. a democracy issue. So, uh, anyway, he asked them to join a friend of the court brief, and they did. It will be filed in support of the effort spearheaded by the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Johnson was a vocal defender of Mr. Trump during impeachment hearings. Governor Tom Wolf and the Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, along with Dr. J. Wan Rue, all on board yesterday for an announcement of more COVID-19 mitigation orders. Uh, the governor says he hopes these onerous rules will accomplish three things. First, I want to stop the devastating threat of COVID-19. Second, I want to keep our hospitals and our health care workers from becoming overwhelmed. The third thing is to help Pennsylvanians get through the holiday season. Now, all in-person indoor dining is prohibited except takeout indoor gatherings and events of more than 10 persons are prohibited. Outdoor gatherings and events of more than 50 persons are prohibited. All in-person businesses may operate at 50% of maximum capacity. Indoor operations at gyms and fitness centers are prohibited. That kills our YMCA workouts. It does. All all in-person businesses in the entertainment industry, such as theaters and concerts, are prohibited. All sports at K-12 schools are paused. Voluntary school activities like clubs and dances are suspended but can be held virtually. Professional and collegiate sports may continue. So we have our priority. We can continue. Uh, Penn State football. Well, NCAA basketball is having a tough time. Uh, Football, we see some things. But the question there is paused. So 
can... That means once we tamp this down a little bit, they can resume. They not even can practice? More headlines briefly. Over 240 new deaths confirmed statewide, including six in the Valley, four in Northumberland County, two are in Snyder County, according to the latest statewide numbers, plus another record number of COVID-19 cases, almost 12,000 new COVID-19 cases announced yesterday. Time magazine has named the person of the year since 1927, and yesterday they asked Bruce Springsteen to announce the next Time Magazine Person of the Year. The Time Person of the Year is President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Thank you, Bruce Springsteen, Mm -hmm. for that, saying Mm -hmm. they are changing the American story for showing that forces of empathy are greater than the furies of division. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Time, Time Magazine is still on the... I mean, I had no idea time was still being published. I mean, is it a hard copy magazine? It has half the circulation it used to, but it's holding steady now. Plus, I think probably Time.com is pretty... Time.com? Right, it's probably... has a lot of followers. They're still reporting like crazy, I can tell you that. Mm. Finally, we have a note from the Santa <laughs> Cottage in beautiful downtown Sunbury. City of Sunbury tells us tonight will be the last night for in-person visits with Santa and Mrs. Claus. After that, they're going virtual. And so as soon as Santa's on Talk to Santa tonight, he's going to the cottage in Sunbury, and you can see Santa there, and Mrs. Claus, for oh, that yeah. matter. She's hard to catch. Are the deer there? Uh, yes, yeah, there are. And uh, let's see, are there something in the cages? I, I saw their eyes shining when I drove by, I'm assuming they're deer. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, then then Santa's going virtual, so call 570-975-5951 uh, to catch up with Santa. But you always get Santa on online. WKOK. At right, talk to Santa. Talk and now the Magic Cam, you can see the kids and no, Chad Hirschberger, and um, the Magic Cam is pointed away from some other producers of the show. Than Mitchell's one of the producers. Rob Satter has helped along the way and is helping. And uh, let's see, Amy. Knight and Kevin Herr and Chad Evans. 80 years? 85 years? I guess that's about right. Yeah, about more than 80 years. Well, Since good. 1933. Oh, okay. There you go. How about that? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Rob's the smartest guy in the world when it comes to talk to Santa, so we always mm-hmm. appreciate that. 6 p.m. on uh, WKOK and Eagle 107. All right, Michael, thanks for waiting. we got a caller who's standing by. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, uh, your previous caller earlier who talked about the lack of uh, biohazard uh, places to put your mask kind of got me thinking. I listened to the governor yesterday, and he made the case, and he kept saying mask, mask, mask. Well, it's my understanding that Harrisburg is sitting on a billion dollars of pandemic relief money. I think that money should be spent for top-grade masks. I just got a blood test at Geisinger. And the uh, phlebotomist had a wonderful mask on. It looked very comfortable. She didn't seem to be impaired by it. It looked like it was form-fitting and was doing the job. And I think that since we're in this, you know, worst pandemic ever, the government should be spending that money to make sure that we all have adequate protection. I mean, I, I don't know how much protection you get from these homemade cloth masks or the cheap ones you buy in the department stores. So I just think... To me, that's a criticism. The government should be doing more on masks, and especially when Harrisburg has a billion dollars they're not spending. Well, yeah, you can level that criticism at the governor or the president. That is one thing that has never happened during this pandemic is the availability of N95 masks never increased for civilians. Okay, we can agree on that. Now, I don't know if we're going to agree on this. I believe that people cheat in elections because it works. 
and and we can look at the 1960 election in Chicago, that that county uh, that gave the election to uh, John F. Kennedy. Many of you will remember. No, Cook, there's Cook documented county. cases where there was a gutted house that had no one living in it. Yet there were 55 people registered to vote there that voted for JFK. And then a gravestone or a, a tombstone, or not a tombstone, but a whole cemetery full of tombstones where every dead person was registered to vote. <laughs> and uh, they don't know how many of them voted for Kennedy. But anyway, uh, I, I'm really a little bit tired of these politicians saying, you know, there's this, there, was a, there was fraud. Yes, we know that, but not enough to affect the election. We don't know whether there was enough fraud to affect the election and for them to be you know criticizing people who like me who want real reform to have a secure system i i, I take that uh, as an offense i want to see something done and i'm really not interested in the commission because you can go back to the uh, kennedy assassination commission and the majority of people over history don't believe the results of that and then we can go back to the 9-11 commission when in reality, there were people sitting asking questions that should have been on the other side of the table answering them. So I don't really have a faith in commissions, but what I would like to see is a real commission. And, and I would have a bias towards younger people that are really uh, familiar with computers. Some of them on there, they don't have to have any political experience. They just have to be smart. Let's get this uh, voting system locked down so that it's secure and that we don't have situations where almost 80% of Republicans think it's flawed, and right now 30% of Democrats think it's flawed. That's a real problem and needs to be fixed. So I'm done ranting. Okay. Well, and I think we do have enough evidence to know that there wasn't fraud or significant anomalies or glitches or ballots counted behind closed doors. We do now know that there wasn't a significant enough amount of that to overturn the election. That's been adjudicated probably 30 times over in various courtrooms. These, this is a last-ditch effort. The one that uh, this Paxton guy filed from Texas is just a reiteration of everything, and the goal is to make sure that it gets in front of President Trump judges and he says that once they, these particular U.S. Supreme Court judges see it, uh, they'll throw out all common sense and conventional wisdom and instead just decide in his favor. They'll do like these 106 Republicans, and they will say, okay, well, we don't really need reality. We just need hope. So please rule in our favor. It has nothing to do with the facts or, or any actual adjudication. They just want it done based on the fact that they want it really, really badly for the election to go the other way. Well, with all due respect to you, that is the narrative that's being presented. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's the narrative. It's just like most of the people that voted for Biden said that the Hunter Biden uh, laptop was just a big hoax and a trick. Well, in reality, they just showed a, a, a graphic on TV where most of the media spent zero minutes covering that right now. So, again, the people that were supporting Biden that watched MSNBC, CNN, and, and things like that, they knew nothing about the Hunter Biden laptop, so they couldn't really make a decision. And I just think that there is a possibility that voting machines were tampered with. Uh, there are too many anomalies that they, they just can't be ignored. I'm not saying overturn the election. I'm saying stop criticizing people who have doubts, and, and let's have some action to fix it. I got you. Okay, well, we're yeah, clear on I that. Would, uh, I would uh, say, Mark, your opinions, I would reverse them and say on the other side, people feel these are legitimate, and and you, you see exactly what happens as we got an email here. So when people come out now, 
the first responses were illegitimate. The second, everything is. But then when you start showing things, and then the other question is, why would these hundreds of people sign affidavits? And what what skin in the game do they have? Are they being paid off by somebody? So, yeah, I would say the Biden camp should say, hey, we want everything opened up so we can say we won legitimately. Uh, you would think all sides would be wanting to get to the bottom. And going back, Mike, to your story, it wasn't, it was the Daily machine, Mayor Daly's machine in Chicago, Cook County, but it was also organized crimes involvement. Uh, they had their fingers in the uh, electoral uh, pie and uh, very, very interesting when you go back and you look at history but also Al Gore's scenario in Florida in 2000 election was very strange because they wanted to cherry pick certain counties to do recounts. Uh, the Bush people said, no, no, we're going to recount the whole state. And, of course, then it got to the Supreme Court and we saw what happened. So, you know, let, let's see what happens. But you would think everybody would want this to be as open as possible and to see exactly what happened. That's an excellent point about the idea that the Democrats only wanted to recount certain areas. Uh, you know, just right then and there, I think they, they lost credibility on that. And I think Democrats are losing credibility now saying there's no such thing as voter fraud and we don't need to change anything. And, and, and anybody that believes that they do is being put down and shamed. And it's just wrong. And it's it's indicative of the divisiveness that we have right now. And what it, the, the last thing I want to say is, unless you look at all forms of media and really look for the things that you don't want to see, like for myself, I'm going to tell you right now, the Democrats worked very, very hard to win this election. There is no doubt that the people, the grassroots people were out there working hard and they got the vote out. And I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying that there were many anomalies in many of these deep blue cities, counties, and states that need to be looked at. Well, That's my point. Mike, would you, would you say... Thank that, you, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I, I would say if you see the Democrats worked hard, you look at the anomalies of the up ballot, down ballot, and you look at the lack of enthusiasm for Joe Biden in a lot of ways, the enthusiasm for President Trump. So Joe Biden must have had some enthusiasm because he actually got more votes than Barack Obama, which statistically almost looks impossible. In are, aren't regards. there more voters than then? Well, but then, population then again, increases? you look at the lack of enthusiasm for Biden in, in a lot of ways. Well, I think a lot of people are anti-Trump. They well, might not have been pro-Biden. And we'll see that. So, you know, it's sort of interesting if you start, I, I sat with a uh, pollster and Remember, too, there's different scenarios, private pollsters and the public pollsters. I think you have uh, uh, Dr. Terry Madonna. Madonna. Oh, yes. Okay. So he, he, he's a he's pollster. going back to Millersville, incidentally. Oh, so he's a pollster that almost is like a meteorologist. You can get it right sometimes and still keep your job. The private pollsters that you hire, Senator Mark Lawrence hires a pollster for his reelection. If those pollsters aren't very close or right on, you're not hiring the next time for your re-election. Right, so so there is differences job. within pollsters. Hey, we invite you to do what Ben has done on multiple occasions lately as he's gone to sunburymotors.com and he's looked at the entire Ford lineup and he's actually looked at the Lincoln. He's seriously considering an MKZ and why would he do so? Well, the all-wheel drive, the luxury, the moonroof, the sunroof, the opportunity to drive in luxury. He can even put a trailer hitch on it so when he goes to the beach he can troll a small trailer with a suitcase in it because he does not wish to put suitcases in the back seat of the vehicle. Mm. 
Mm. He also has looked at the Kia, Sorento, and the Hyundai. Mm-hmm. He is just thinking that his next vehicle is going to come from online. He's going to purchase it safely. He won't even need to wear a mask while he's working the computer at home. Uh, and he also checked out, just in the interest of curiosity, the hundreds of vehicles in the pre-owned inventory. These are vehicles that are in perfect well, didn't condition. did you order one online? I have. In the quick lane? Yes, it's, a, uh, it's down there while I was in the quick lane getting pumped up with nitrogen. I ordered another F-150 online with an 8-foot bed, a moonroof, double row of seats. The thing's about 26 feet long, but I'll tell you what. But, Mark, the bottom line is... Hybrid, too. The bottom line is you're going to save money, and if Mm -hmm. you have transportation needs, 98% chance Sunbury Motors can... Give you a solution. If you wish to buy a brand new motorcycle, do not go to the Sunbury Motor Company. No, I would go. I've seen them in there as trade-ins. Uh, they had bicycles. They had the motorized brand bicycles. New? Yeah. No. Uh, okay. no I'd get, folks, go to Sunbury Motors for your transportation needs. I want to buy they, a 1970s Bronco. Do they have one of those? Uh, I think they have an orange one. Okay. Well, there, there you might have be it. They got it all. Right there. So, but go, go there and see. You might not get the Learjet, but they'll put you in touch with somebody who can get you one. Right. Well, and they'll send you up to Vreeland's Harley-Davidson if you need a motorcycle. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they'll definitely take your trade in in the meantime and give you top dollar for that. So do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Uh, over a century of taking super deluxe extra wonderful care of their customers at the Sunbury Motor Company. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, got to make good of my promise to read some of these texts. We'll do that when we come back. we got a caller waiting. We'll take more comers. We're talking about the president and this uh, flawed, flawed, flawed lawsuit that's been filed in <laughs> front of the U.S. Supreme Court. It's going to be potentially uh, Ted Cruz is going to have some involvement in this. Right. He'll argue with that. <laughs> oh It'll be like gosh. Perry Mason. This is like It'll a like caricature of, of our nation. Mason. All right. It's a comedy playing out now and on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. This year, don't just cope with winter. Command it. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia has the deals on the new lineup of cars and SUVs built to help you take on winter during Kia's holiday sales event. Sunbury Motors Kia has the 2021 Kia Sportage with rebates and discounts up to $45.58 off. And there's $29 in stock. There's $13 of the 2021 Kia Forte available. The Forte gets 41 MPG and starts at $18,497. Plus, SMC has the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Sorento arriving weekly. $14 or do this month and next. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip in Hubble's War. Restrictions apply. Financing through KMF. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See dealer for details or go to Kia.com. Hey, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. One of our good listeners sends us a good point. He says, Ken Paxton, the AG from Texas, is under investigation by the FBI. I guess he's looking for a pardon. I have not heard that one. But, oh, yeah, he was uh, definitely being investigated. Okay. That's obvious. Uh, anyway, uh, well, I mean, it's not obvious. It's in the news. It's been reported. I, I read it in Fox News, so you know it's in circulation if they're reporting on it. Another listener says, good morning. I think Governor Wolf should have called for a state of emergency for this virus. It might get the attention of all Americans, not just the people who know this is a real virus. As for the virus, it is real, and at my job today, 
staff out sick and the rest of us have to wear PPE at all times. How would everyone like to do this at their job? We wear a mask all the time at work, but not PPE. We don't have to do that. Uh, Frank, thank you for holding and standing by and waiting. You're now on the mark. Okay, guys. Good morning. Two things. Uh, I was uh, at a job site watching uh, a little bit of this TV program that people had on, and it was about the age of the senators and the question of the mental capacity of some of the senators who are in their late 80s. Um, if the senators have a, a starting age, which I believe is 30, uh, when people become excessive seniors and they're still serving in our government, they're antiquated. Uh, and I believe as I talk with some millennials who are you know, just getting to their 25 mark, they look at this as these people are ancient. Um, and I started to look up ages of meeting like uh, Mitch McConnell, he's almost 80, Pelosi's 80. Uh, okay, he, you saying senators, but you, you just mean people in Congress and the Senate. Yes, uh, Senate and Congress, they're, uh, they're very old people serving. Yeah, Richard Shelby's 86, mm-hmm. although I know a 98-year-old who's pretty darn oh, vibrant. Just, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So you're saying that See you there, Frank? Oh, we lost him. Now, that is a very quiet way to drop a call. Yeah, so yeah who else is 27? Diane Feinstein is 87 years old. Yeah, I think the, the story came out with Feinstein years ago. I, I she used to be mayor of uh, San Francisco, but, uh, you know, you got, um, you know, it, hey, one person's 86 is not necessarily another's. Right. And uh, if, if you want to have a cognitive test. Chuck Grassley's 87? Yeah, if you want to say, hey, folks at 80, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, you know, there, there could be <laughs> Isn't that funny? That. You have an age cutoff, eighty. Yeah. <laughs> but, you got a funny business when you're cutting people off saw, at age eighty. But we just saw in the Supreme Court where, you know, Ginsburg, if she takes it on herself to retire under in the Obama administration, which she was quietly asked to consider. Uh, you know, you see what what the the scenarios are there, and Jim Inhofe is eighty six. Yeah, yeah. You have some Republicans and Democrats that have been there too long. Uh, you know, you have you have a president right now in his seventies. You have a potential president elect that's seventy eight. He's a potential president elect. Well, until they certify everything, yeah, you, you know, you have okay. yeah, that. So is, that, is that wrong? I mean, that that's fact. <laughs> it's I mean, funny. He, he can't be. He can't until you certify. So. Jim. Uh, good morning, um, Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope you stay safe and Merry Christmas to you, gentlemen. Were you watching Hannity last night when <laughs> the great one Mark Levin was saying how crooked and uh, corrupt the Biden family is? And uh, he's as bad as the mafia. And uh, I'll hang up and wait for your responses. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well thanks for calling in. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, you know that. I mean, the, the, Joe Biden's and his family have been questioned for a number of years, uh, going back to you know. It, now, of course, when you're vice president, you're able to do something. Even folks in the Obama administration questioned Joe Biden when he was being interviewed for the vice presidential uh, seat. So, uh, you know that 
wasn't public a lot, you know, it wasn't out in the, in the major media. But uh, again, when you look at Republicans and Democrats that have been in Washington a long time, I hate to say it, but a large percentage of them, you know, the uh, they, 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 you know, each step is sort of a step in the swamp uh, when you look at where their families are and uh, what, what has happened within Biden. You know, you, you don't talk about the October surprise. Uh, you talk about the November and December scenarios now and you want to talk about credibility look at now the cnn's and msnbc's and others that are trying to report on this hunter biden story that they disregarded before and they disregarded based around november 3rd it seems like so now nancy pelosi also wants to have a covid uh legislation passed for for help with uh, covid around the country but before the election that was somewhat she was throwing everything in there and it was just uh, ridiculous legislation for the relief package well okay. again so when you look at uh, when you look at what's going on you know, run everything around november 3rd before and after and you can see the hypocrisy uh, developing particularly in the media all right one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We've been talking about the president and the uh, potential president elected Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the frivolous lawsuit now filed in front of the U.S. Supreme Court with the local signatories on board, uh, including U.S. congressmen from our area. I don't know. If frivolous would be the word, wouldn't you say? Every every uh, American should be able to have access to do what they feel is in the best interest of frivolity the, is a free game the in republic. this country no, yes no, i didn't say they shouldn't file it i just said a it's a representative frivolous. republic all right uh one of our good listeners says no we don't know if there was enough fraud to overturn the election because the voting machines and tabulators have been inspected by forensic investigators to see if they were manipulated by programming to move votes from one candidate to another until that happens there can be no closure on this election. One of our good listeners says N95 masks are available to, die at, to buy at $4 each or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see another listener. Says, um, I think this is, says, Ben, you did a wonderful job of triggering Jordy today. He keeps saying we're a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. I guess he's uh, one of those progressives that has a problem with the Constitution and the rule of law because he only wants to follow laws he agrees with. The Texas lawsuit is grounded in constitutional law, so time will tell how SCOTUS rules on it. You're going to be, um, you're going to probably get on tech Cruz's Twitter feed so you can monitor every every tweet. Oh, well, I would watch that, sure. Another listener says, so the governors are now our nanny? I don't need a nanny. Come on, people. Have free will. This is a free country for the most part. Uh, Another listener says, good morning to Mr. Keller, your selfish president and Republicans. You're one reason we are in the situation we're in. Now, Mr. Wolf is trying to fix this problem and save lives, says Bob. Uh, Another listener directed a remark to Joe McGranahan saying, Joe, of course the Republicans, the majority of Republicans support President Trump's fight with the Democrats' history of voter fraud and all their actions leading up to the November 3rd election. Uh, Another listener says, not happy 
with the president says, President Trump is the sun-kissed clown. He's only doing this for money, stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, what are your thoughts about the Michigan representative who threatened Trump supporters with violence? Yeah, there's a lot of threatening going around. That That's mm -hmm. not ideal. Another listener says, why is Chris, your good caller from Milton, so afraid of President Trump? Challenge the election, which is clearly suspect. We all know very well if things were different and Trump was declared the winner, Biden and his team of lawyers would be ready to file cases in court all over and the they should be able to. US. There should be no problem on right. that. I know we got a couple callers, but uh, we're going to get to the, uh, I gotta take the a corona break. information. We'll, well, yeah, if we got to take a break, I think uh, some uh, Barry Motors would appreciate that. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we got super patient uh, callers waiting. Lance, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey there. Why about this, uh, you know, how old is too old deal? Well, back like in the 90s, one of the best stock pickers there on the street was a fellow by the name of Abraham Wise. And uh, they found him uh, slumped over his word processor at that time, and he was still sending out his newsletter when he was, like, 97. <laughs> so, you know, what can you say about that? But uh, about the, you know, the lawsuit and everything, I believe, really, as I understand it, what they are uh, uh, um, coming up with is that the Supreme Court enacted a law and Supreme Courts don't enact laws. It was a separation of powers. Only the legislature can do that. Legislature can do that. And that is the whole crux of the lawsuit. Yeah, that, that, that law would be invalid. Yeah, that seems to be the underlying theme is that they're saying legislators in these states can can make create and, and make election law. The judicial branch cannot change election law it has to be by the legislators and that seems to be the underlying uh, theme of it yeah so that's quite valid isn't it he would think so and then again wouldn't you want everybody to uh, have some of the same criteria even though each state can adjust their election laws to a degree by their legislators not by the judicial side shouldn't there be more consistency than none when it comes to that yeah, you would think so, but um, well, don't forget now we're talking uh, one party over the other, and the way things are, well, 
one party has a whole lot more say out there in the uh, uh, judicial media. side. Yeah, yeah, the news media for sure, and they seem to be the ones to do it. Now think about something here that they're trying to do with uh, Biden. I think that they're going to uh, find him really crooked, remove him from office self-righteously, show just how wonderful the Democratic Party is for doing this to one of their own in the name of what is right. Okay? So they're, inv they're going to gonna remove Joe Biden from office. Absolutely. Democrats and, will do this. Yeah. Mm. And then they'll look like real heroes when they move in the people they really wanted, which are the uh, wacko lefties. I mean, it's just an idea. <laughs> well, I would say uh, in this day and age, as in the past, if you look at the history of the United States, uh, you know, it's the uh, democracy or the representative republic has been a roller coaster. And I think you're just talking about one more turn of the coaster when it comes to, you know, that scenario. Just remember, you can't spell Washington without wacko, so everybody's <laughs> wacko down there anymore. All right, Lance, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. All I can say is, to me, it just seems like uh, that uh, we're calling something invalid that really has a lot of validity to it. That's all. Okay. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Uh, Dennis is... No, Chris is on the mark next. Sorry about that. Chris, you're on the mark. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, first of all, a uh, person thought only doing certain counties recount was somehow made them totally invalid or totally discreditable. Uh, that's what Trump did in Wisconsin. Only recounted certain counties? Yes. And now they complain that that's only a partial answer to everything. Well, the guy, the guy who said that Democrats lost all credibility when they only challenged one county, and if they recounted one county, and that was what Trump did in Wisconsin. So I guess he's totally discredited too now. No, the scenario is different, Chris. The scenario is not by my theory, by his theory. In Florida, when the Bush and the Gore yes. folks were going at it, they, they I, said uh, no for going to do this because there was two parties. In Wisconsin, it was only the Trump folks. What Biden had nothing to do with Wisconsin, so they did that. But no. what they're saying in Florida is that if you're going to do a recount, we're going to do a state recount. Yeah, that's what the Republicans said. And if they had, Biden would have won. Uh I, I believe Gore. You're talking about Gore. I mean, yeah, Gore, Gore would have well, won. Well, then yeah, Gore would have right. done that, and that's not the analysis. Gore, Gore would have lost larger. No, no. Yes. Uh, the only re the state yes. recount that was done showed that uh, showed that that Gore won. Uh, Chris, I would say this. But it was stopped by the it was stopped by the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah no, because the Gore folks did not want to do a state recount. Yeah, if Gore yes, would have won, yes, they would have done it's very that. expensive. You have to pay for it. And uh, he could have got that. To be president of the United States, you could have probably found some money from some donors if you really thought you were going to win. Uh, <laughs> he, he didn't know if he was going to win. Uh, he was he, he was he was trying to he was trying to get and he thought the votes that they could get 
extra would be in uh, the one county they recounted. Pump, but as it pump, turned out, if they county. recounted the whole state, he would have won, no. which they never did they until after, the, whole, uh, after the, the... The Gore folks would have won the, if they knew they could win the whole state. And they didn't me, know. People, people are... They didn't people know. That's the point I'm And I they making. told him. And they told him, if they recount the whole state... We're not going to win if we can recount Palm County. No, we have a chance. no, no, that's not. And nobody told anybody anything. Okay, Chris, uh, uh, Chris I'm sorry. I was in Florida the day after the election, and there was things going on there. Now, if you go back at history. Yeah, well, there was a major a thing was the butterfly violet, which lost him more than enough votes okay. right there, probably. All and right, that Chris. was designed by a Republican posing as a Democrat, actually. Chris, you got one minute left. Uh, great ahead, wrap up. Sorry about that. Uh, Go ahead. I'd like to know what irregularities you're talking about in in uh, the, in Pennsylvania that you're talking about. You say there's irregularities and anomalies. Uh, most of them have been answered. I don't know which ones haven't. Which one is, are you talking you're about? You're talking to me or Ben? Ben. No, Ben. ben. Well, I or think, whoever, whoever knows. Well, I think the people who have brought up the question. You're the one who said there were, were anomalies. Well, the, there there were anomalies, and we're seeing that. We're seeing that there what? was votes. There was votes that were just for Biden and nobody else. So all this information needs to be presented. And if the Trump folks have I, that, I don't know what you mean. There were there were votes that were for Biden and nobody else. There What's was that? large numbers of votes that had only one person elected king that Biden got this and no, the votes had nothing else. So when you want to look at these anomalies, let's look at them and make sure whoever won, won. I don't, I don't think that's a, a bad thing on I, either I, side. I don't see what the anomaly is you're talking about. Well, I think the anomalies are if you look at the people who have, have come out and you look at the folks who have uh, are getting involved with the legal process and depositions and, and, and getting involved, uh, I think we have uh, a number of different scenarios, and uh, I think the uh, yeah, well, name one. Come out. All right, I'll press them on that. Thank you yeah, so much. I, I would say the scenarios of the... Uh, Let's let's look into more about the truck driver from uh, New York who came to Lancaster and all of a sudden his truck was different. Let's look at the posted the postal people who are questioning. Let's look. Remember at the, the vans full of Democratic emergency yeah. ballots. We yeah. haven't gotten to the bottom of those and, yet. And let's look at the uh, uh, scenario of the um, election observers. Uh, you know, anomalies are. Yeah, but that's are, all that stuff's been asked and answered, dismissed, and is frivolously discarded. Not to your satisfaction. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I don't think they've all been answered. And the other scenario is, why is the judicial system in Pennsylvania making voter law when it should be the legislators. One of our listeners says, I am ashamed of all those Republican legislators who jumped in the Texas kitty clown car to try to overthrow the election. And they would be better spending their time working for the people out of jobs and homes. Or they'd be better working for the people who are out of jobs and homes because this is a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. This trash about how they're spending their working day. Or this trash is how they're spending their working day? All right. Sorry yeah, about I would, that. I, I, think I, would, I, I would have to email to go back four years and look at the scenario that was going on after 
the 2016 election, and then we'll see. That was bad or worse? Would you say it was worse in a lot of ways? We'll okay. see. We'll see which clown cars each group we're getting out of. <laughs> All right. Well, they got a clown limo with 106 yeah. local Republicans in it. All right. We'll take a quickie break. We got our three wrap-up callers for the whole day and the whole week lined up. We'll be right back. This year, don't just cope with winter. Command it. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia has the deals on the new lineup of cars and SUVs built to help you take on winter during Kia's holiday sales event. Sunbury Motors Kia has the 2021 Kia Sportage with rebates and discounts up to 45 dollars off. And there's 29 in stock. There's 13 of the 2021 Kia Forte available. The Forte gets 41 MPG and starts at 18497 Plus, SMC has the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serena arriving weekly. 14 or do this month the next. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip in Hubble's War. Restrictions apply. Financing through KMF. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See dealer for details. Okay. Okay. Live telephone talk show on the mark. All right, let's get to our callers. Dennis, you are on the mark. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, good morning, fellas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm just going to switch gears back to the health issue of COVID. And I understand it's a pandemic. I'm not by making comparison that, you know, this is wrong or they're, they're overreacting. But just for interest yesterday, I looked up my own statistics. People don't realize in the United States every year, 480,000 people die from smoking-related illnesses. 41,000 of them die from secondhand smoke, and that averages out to like 1,330 people a day dying just from cigarette-related. That's not, you know, other cancers or, you know, other diseases. But And even though the government's done everything, tried to legislate people and, you know, out of cigarette smoking and no advertisements and stuff, it's still an amazing statistic, 480,000 people. And right now, it's, what, 293,000 for COVID cases. So, you know, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, people need to have a perspective on things sometimes. And, you know, just looking these things up, it's interesting. Well, D- Dennis, can I, offer, can I offer this? Yeah. Is that if you look at government's uh, through history around the world in different scenarios, there's an acceptable collateral social damage. And, and I say that is that if you look at history and, and you look at uh, w- what has happened, but when you look at something like smoking, uh, it is acceptable to the government because if you follow the money chain, and also yes. the companies that are, are in that industry, the lobby scenarios, um, you know, unfortunately, there's an acceptable damage. Uh, you look at uh, uh, the drunk driving scenarios. You look at different ones. So throughout history, we, we've seen governments having that coarseness in their reality. All right, Dennis, we've got to yep. get another caller going here. Okay. Thank you. Yep, yep. Thank you. Uh, Jim, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Okay. 1.8 million ballots were mailed out. They got back 2.5 million. What? How is that not fraud? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the mail-in ballot. Yeah, so, no, uh, there's something to that. The first thing. Yeah. Okay, the second thing. Uh, I can't speak for over your way, but in Schuylkill County, 
uh, Knowles, uh, to, uh, Tobash, and Goodman, uh, and uh, Argo all voted for Act 12 and Act 77, which set this whole thing up uh, and caused this problem. Um, so the Republicans are like crickets because of that. But uh, And the other person who voted for is Mastriano, who I don't know if he's on your radio, but he's talking like he's the, the next governor. He's going to fix things. Mm-hmm. The better choice for governor next year is Joe Gale, or in two years. Oh, okay. Joe uh, Gale, Gale. He's, a, that? he's a Montgomery County commissioner. He didn't vote for uh, screwing Trump over. So uh, uh, of Jim, all the choices Jim, can I say uh, on that you're going to see. Yeah, but remember, uh, Act, Act 77, and this is part of, you know, you, you follow it. You follow the Texas lawsuit. But Act 77 was changed then by state officials, the Wolf administration, where they allowed three extra days, they got rid of the signature verification. So, you know, the original Act 77 and then the implementation of it, you know, what adjustments were made and how did it happen? So there, there's a little bit more to that story. Well, let me let me just throw this at you. Uh, Argo had no opponent. Uh, the uh, Knowles had uh, a young man who uh, stepped up to run, but the uh, uh, and towards a cat, a, a carpetbagger, uh, who is a, a guy from uh, Virginia City, moved back, or uh, what, um, down there, uh, Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and uh, Kerwin had uh, no opponent. So, uh, well, some deals is were retired, made, isn't he? It, it appears like, huh? Tobash, this is his last term. He reti- isn't it? He's, he's retired. Yeah, well, he's going to become a lobbyist. Yeah. But, yeah, all these people voted for this. It didn't help Trump. It did. Uh, and, um, you know, but Jim, what I'm saying is, look at Act 77, and then look at the adjustments the Wolf administration and the judicial branch made to it. All right, we got to get. Well, the it next. appears it appears that you guys got played. Have a good day. Hey, yeah, uh, thank you so much for the call from Ashland, PA. Appreciate yeah, that. Ashland, PA. All right, Al, do the honors, please. Last caller of the week, last caller of the day. Okay. Well, he just talked about Mastriano and Act 77, and then a changing. And then Mastriano said, this is the hill to die on. So with all the agitation coming from both sides, and Keller now saying KO's dead to him, this is sending me messages that I might be looking for a leader for the revolution. Because they're talking blacklist. Uh, The other side agitating people by saying there's going to be a blacklist. And if somebody wants to put me on a blacklist... They're going to have to give me liberty or give me death. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is no fooling around. I mean, there's a lot of disgruntled people out there. Right. And now we'll resist to turn us down uh, and kill more businesses. And you can't hide from the virus. It's like trying to stop the world from rotating. It's going to go. And it's going to keep on going whether we're here or not. All right, yeah, we see a lot of armed activity already. It's very disconcerting. I agree with you. All right, Al, what are you going to do to make this a great weekend? Okay. Al, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're not going to be hunting deer tomorrow? No. Okay, well, I'll kill one for you. How's that? Nice, pleasant thought. I'll see a nice animal in the woods and I'll kill it. Okay. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Appreciate that. One of our listeners sends us a text. Oh, boy. Hi, people. People who smoke or drink 
know it's bad for their health and choose to do so anyway. Getting coronavirus was not my choice. And almost 300,000 people have died from it already. The Trump administration is responsible. I would look at the uh, tobacco settlement in that scenario. And Mark just wanted to pass on, had a, a great opportunity, met Carla Sands. You know who Carla Sands is? Ambassador to Denmark. Ambassador to Denmark. Uh, very interesting conversation about Greenland. Hopefully you get your deer. All right, yeah, tomorrow we're going to shoot a big buck. Good for you. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. I'll be back on Wednesday. Joe will be back on Monday. This is WKOK Sunbury.